Greetings to those who watch below. As always, before we start today's video, let's give a shout out to those who dwell below. They are Steffi Ray, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, and Ghost City Shelton. If you'd like to become one of them, make sure you hit the link in the description box below. Now I'm sure you all know, my favourite types of stories are those with inhuman entities. They could be cryptids, they could be strange humanoid figures. Nobody knows, that's the joy of them, and they're so varied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some true, creepy, inhuman entity encounters. The Dogman on the Porch, by Far End of Spectrum When this took place, I was seven years old and in second grade. I live with my father, mother, and my sister. My father is a teacher of a cadet college, a series of well-known semi-military residential schools in Bangladesh. Back when the incident took place, he worked in Jenadai Cadet College in southwestern Bangladesh. He was a lecturer there. Back when I lived there, Jenadai Cadet College was half engulfed into the Sundarbans. Sundarbans is the largest mangrove forest in the world. It's basically a salty swamp. Stories about the supernatural phenomena inside the Sundarban are widely known in our country. The house we were given by the Cadet College has a history. During the Liberation War of Bangladesh in 1971, Jenadai Cadet College was an active battlefield and Pakistani soldiers encampment. They had used some of the residential quarters available at the time to dump the bodies of the people they had massacred. Our house was one of those. They found 17 bodies in this house. Suspicious things would often happen. Every few weeks, there would be one or more nights where there would be banging and scraping on the doors every few minutes. Deep into the night, there would even be groaning and moaning sounds. My parents always disregarded them as the wind. I did too. But my sister would always get startled when it happened. My sister and I shared a room. My sister was admitted into another cadet college when she was 12, so she went away, leaving me to sleep alone in the room. I was six then. One night when I was seven, my parents were out for an office party. I was doing my homework. It was summer, and due to a voltage shortage, the fans in the house were spinning really slowly, so it was hot inside. After finishing my homework, I came outside on the porch, turning the light on. Again, due to the shortage, the light was meagre. I walked around on the porch for a few moments, I remembered that I had left the fan in my room running. As I entered the house, leaving the front door open, I heard something that sounded like the rumble of distant thunder. I paid it little mind, as thunderstorms are quite common in the summer in Bangladesh. Thinking back on it, I should have. All the windows in the house were open. It took me about ten seconds to go to my room, turn off the fan, and come back. It was when I came back to the threshold of the front door and let my eyes adjust to the meagre light outside and the darkness beyond, did I see the creature just at the edge of the porch. It stood bipedal like a human. If you told me to guess, I'd say it was seven to eight feet in height. Its body was covered in what looked like black fur. Its head was that of a dog. I couldn't tell you which breed, 
but one with a long face and pointy ears. It had yellow eyes. We stared at each other for a while. It bared its teeth a little, and made that sound that I thought was distant thunder. I unfroze, and immediately closed and bolted the door, went to the kitchen, and turned up all the stoves. Then I grabbed a copy of the Quran that we had and hid in the cupboard. My parents had to bang on the door for fifteen long minutes when they came back. The Mothman by Scarlet You will never believe what I saw one very cold, dry November night. My family and I had moved into a new house upon a hill on a little back road in the very small town of Fort Gay, West Virginia. Fort Gay sits right on the east side of Kentucky. The population of the town was probably just a couple of thousand. My family and I were unpacking. We had not yet put the furniture in its rightful place, and everything was still in boxes. Overwhelmed with working all day, I retired about 11pm. I put my little brother on the couch, and I took his bed, since mine wasn't put together yet. His room faces the front of the house. His window is around 20 to 25 feet or so off the ground. I was looking out the window when I saw it. It stood about seven feet tall. I had no idea what it was, but I was frozen. I had never been that scared in all my life. All I could do was just lay there and stare at this thing. It was sitting in a tree about 50 feet or so off the ground about fifty feet from the house across the yard. It felt like an eternity. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't even blink. It had big, red, bright glowing eyes, looking dead into my face. I finally worked up enough courage to close my eyes and put my head under the covers, when all of a sudden, this thing smacked the window. I went through the house screaming, there's something outside, I was crying. My mum and dad looked at me and said, What's wrong with you? It looks like you've seen a ghost. My face was snow white. I said, I don't know what it was, but please, daddy, don't go outside. I begged and I begged. He came back in and said there was nothing out there. I kept screaming, Yes, there is. Yes, there is. When I explained to them what I saw and how I felt, they said I was crazy, but to this day, I will not go outside by myself, and even in the day, someone still has to watch me to my car. I have heard of some pretty crazy things going on upon that road, but I never expected to experience anything myself. My husband and I went to the theatres and watched the Mothman prophecies. I was reliving that night all over again. The way they described feeling and what they saw was remarkable. My husband looked over at me and said, Isn't that what you described to me when we first started dating? I couldn't say a word. After that moment, I knew what I saw. I believe in all my heart of hearts that I saw the Mothman. It's just a little weird. I only live about 80 miles south of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, where that all took place 37 years ago. It was exactly 32 years to the month when I saw it. The Montana 
Werewolf Incident by R.C. This event happened three years ago, during mid-July. I live in Montana, outside of a rural community with a population of about 2,000. During this time, I lived on a small, one-floor ranch home by myself. My nearest neighbour lived one mile away and was a farmer. I never had many strange encounters leading up to this, but the woods by my house always had an ominous feel to it. Soon after moving in, I realised why the previous owners left pretty quickly. I'd start to hear noises in the woods. These weren't just any noises, but what sounded like blood-curdling screams and growls. After some research, I learned that even something like a raccoon or bobcat can make these unnatural noises, and chalked it up to being that. But still, it just never felt right. It's hard to explain, but I never felt like this before, and it was just something about the woods around my house that made me uncomfortable, like I was always being watched. The first experience, I couldn't explain, happened about two weeks after I moved in. There was a thunderstorm, and the thunder was loud enough to keep me awake. The lightning was crazy, and would light up the whole surrounding area for a fraction of a second. As I was laying on the couch, and got up to get a glass and a drink at the sink, it was around 2am if I recall correctly. Above it, there's a small window that gives a view of my yard leading up to the tree line. When the next flash of lightning hit, I saw it. Admittedly, it wasn't a long view, but it gave me enough time to see whatever this thing was. It was near the tree line, just a few steps into my yard. At first, I thought it was a bear, but it wasn't. It was standing on two legs, with its face pointed toward the house. Its legs were like a dog's, and I could clearly make out the hocks. It was hard to tell the colour of the fur, but it was dark. Its upper body was massive, with a wide torso, and arms that could almost reach the ground from standing. The strangest thing about it is how the upper body seemed to dwarf the lower body. After standing there, frozen in shock, I waited for the next lightning strike, but when it happened, it wasn't there. It happened so quickly and was gone so quickly. After that, I brought a gun and would sleep with it in arm's reach. My next encounter is what I consider the most frightening thing of my life. For several weeks, nothing worth noting happened. I don't get cable where I live, and one night I was watching something and my satellite kept acting up. I didn't like going outside at night, but this would be quick. I just had to move the antenna a bit. Nothing had happened for a few weeks, so I decided to just go out and do it. I grabbed my gun and flashlight and went out. The first thing I noticed was the eerie quietness that surrounded me. This time of year at night, the woods are active of all types of creatures. Just not tonight. Despite the fear I was developing, I made my way over to the satellite and began to adjust it. I heard a small snap of a stick, and turned quickly to my left, and shined the light towards the direction of the noise. What I saw will horrify me for the rest of my life. I was immediately met with red eyes. These eyes were the colour of blood, and they were evil. The head of this thing looked like a mutated German shepherd. I don't like to say it, but it looked like a werewolf. 
a long snout and pointed ears. The fur was black and shaggy in places. I could see this creature's extremely developed musculature, and it dwarfed even the biggest humans on Earth. It was half in and half out of the woods, almost crouching, and it still came up to my head at six foot. Fully standing, this thing would have been eight foot, I estimated. I was about twenty foot from this thing. I didn't even consider my gun, which I brought to protect me. Chances are, in hindsight, the little two-two-three bullets would have just pissed this thing off before it tore me to shreds. I backed away slowly, never breaking eye contact with it. I gently picked up my gun, and my fight-or-flight reflexes kicked in. I chose flight. Maybe not the best option, but even if I stayed there, this thing would kill me. I ran the fastest I have ever in my life, and didn't turn back once. I have no idea if it was pursuing me. I got in the house, locked every door, window, covered the blinds, and sat with my back against the wall, cradling the gun the entire night. I didn't get a wink of sleep that night, and very few the following days. To make a long story short, I don't live there anymore. People often talk of Sasquatch as being harmonious with nature and living within the ecosystem. Sure, if you see one it might be scary, but it's probably more awe than anything. With this thing, it was totally different. It felt unnatural. It was sinister. It felt evil. It was stalking me, toying with me, and I believe it would have killed me. I have never seen or experienced this feeling again in my life. It's a memory I try to put past me, but I still get nightmares about it. I think until the day I die, I will always have that image burned into my memory. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Weird White Crypto by Blue Belgian Beer This story happened to a dear friend of mine when we were about middle school age and to whom I'm still very close. I sincerely believe him and to this day he recounts this story with exactly the same detail. This experience occurred in a trailer park called Wilshire Hills in Norwalk, IA. There are several sprawling cornfields that border this mobile home property. My friend Josh lived here at the time, and on this particular occasion was hanging out with his friend James, whom I also know. On this night, my dear friend Josh and James were outside of Josh's next door neighbour's mobile home, trying to get girls to come out and be mischievous with them. It was summertime, so the evening was warm and balmy. The skies were clear and the moon, while not necessarily full, provided a lot of moonshine that illuminated the surrounding countryside with dim light. It should be noted that Josh's neighbour's place was located on the border of the mobile home property, 
right next to the sprawling cornfields. Without going into too much detail regarding the physical arrangement of objects within the story, the important facts are that this girl's bedroom was located at one end of the trailer and had two windows. Josh and James were each standing at one of the windows talking to the girl, trying to coax her to sneak out and come hang out with them. Josh was at a window that obstructed his view, while James was at a window that looked out onto the cornfields and open lawn. And by open lawn, I mean a sort of public playground area with a swing set and a slide and whatnot. They'd have plenty enough room to play a game of kickball or baseball. Okay, so finally to the good stuff. There they were, talking to this girl. Josh gets tired of trying to get her to sneak out, so decides to walk around the corner of the house to where James is standing to get him to leave with him. As he comes around the corner, he becomes paralysed with terror. He saw a humanoid creature, but it was sort of walking on all fours. It was completely naked and had its legs inverted at the knee joint, like how birds' legs are. It was walking near the border of the cornfields, literally seeming to mind its own business, as though the last thing it would encounter would be humans. Either way, as soon as Josh saw this creature, he said to James, James, do not turn around. And of course, because of the look on Josh's face, James had to turn around. I know I would have. From having Josh recount this story to me several times, it seems as though James turning around was enough motion to catch this creature's attention, because as soon as he did, the creature shot up so that it was standing upright on its legs, with its arms perched up similar to how squirrels look when they're on their hind legs. Then there was a brief exchange of, what the hell are you, looks between Josh, James and the creature. And during this brief moment, Josh was able to catch a much better glimpse of this thing. Its skin was chalk white, its body skinny, sinewy, lean and defined. On its two legs, it was between four and five foot tall. Its cranium looked slightly larger than humans did, and it had large, shiny, pure black, opaque eyes, and a small, narrow mouth, and not so much a protruding nose but more like two slits in its face for nostrils. Its facial structure was sort of akin to what it would look like if a piece of latex was stretched over a human's face. Once this brief moment of bewilderment ended for both parties, the creature suddenly hunched back down on all fours and bolted fast. It ran away across the open lawn and into the cornfields, It spanned a distance of probably about 40 to 50 yards in four or five leaps. And that was the last they saw of it. Hi guys, I hope you enjoyed tonight's video. I apologise that I didn't have a second one out last week. Um, Unfortunately, I was away on holiday. Um, Though I am back now and ready to carry on with some truly creepy tales, of course, in the lead-up to Halloween. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, feel free to send it to me. Um, The best way to get in touch is by email. Also, make sure you subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell 
that way you'll know when the next video comes out. So, until next time, sleep tight.